Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. Today I have Kimberly Payne joining me. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come on my podcast and talk to the women of Nashville about what you do. Absolutely. I'm really honored to be asked. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, yes. Well, I asked, you know, this week for people to recommend people and your name came up multiple times. So I'm like, yeah, I got to get her on. (laughs) That's so exciting. So humbling to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I, I look up your bio and I see all these things that you do. You know, I see massage therapist, holistic coach, Reiki master, trauma informed body work. Tell me a little bit about your bio, what you do, just give me a rundown because you do a lot. I, I do a lot. Yes. Um, I am a self-proclaimed body nerd in all of that entails. Um, it's not just a physical body. It is the mind, body, spirit. Um, and it has taken me 10 years. It's how long I've been in practice, but it's taken me 10 years to really get to this point where I feel like I have the knowledge and the expertise to um, address all of those things at once through touch. Mm -hmm. Um, I originally started wanting a very clinical type of practice. So I started doing neuromuscular massage therapy and hated wanting to be at a spa. I didn't want to do any of what I call the fluff and buff. Like I wanted you to have a problem, come see me, let's fix it, get you back to your life. And that has morphed through the years um, from professional athletes to probably the strongest human being I've ever known, which is a pregnant mama. Hmm. Um, And helping, finding a desire to really want them to feel their strength and how capable they are to to birth their child and to bring their child forth but not only that like for them to see in the moment that it isn't a matter of something they have to do it they're doing it yeah and they're doing it without us being there and it's really we're just this help me along the journey which has been really so humbling so working with a really awesome pediatric chiropractor in town for many, many years. Um, I met so many mamas and so many babies and really got to hone my craft there with Dr. Wonkowitz and which is another person that should totally be on your podcast. Yes. Writing it down right now. Um, and so then just morphing that and following the body, following what is needed in the moment and just holding space for whatever is whatever comes up because the second I have an agenda of what's going to happen and that really shows up mostly when I work on babies 
the second I have an agenda of what I want to happen by the end of the session, like it, it's not going to happen because I'm, I'm no longer listening to what's under my hands. And wow. so finding, finding education honestly has been the biggest thing. Um, and I got really, really fortunate to get connected with a trauma bodywork program at Cumberland University and or Cumberland Institute. It feels like a university to me. Um, they're here in Brentwood and I went on this almost three year long journey to complete certification in what is called synergy body work. Um, and it's based on the neuroscience of touch and holding space, not trying to um, manipulate a situation to an end goal, really just letting somebody have the experience that they need to have in their massage, which sometimes that is, listen, I don't want to talk anymore. Just make my body feel better and let me take a nap. Or maybe sometimes they're going through a lot of stress or grief and they want to know why their shoulder is randomly hurting them. And we can kind of unpackage that and help them feel more grounded. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. We could totally spend, you know, a year on just this one topic. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a different path than I think most people think when they go to see a massage therapist. They're not really thinking in this um, light about it. Yeah. But I how agree with do that. you even get the word out that people might need this type of service? Well, I joke with people, <laughs> if you're breathing, you need this type of work. <laughs> um, and it really actually just starts with understanding the word trauma. Um, trauma is just really anything that the brain can't process in one sitting. It's, it's something that is too big. And the brain is so beautifully and intricately designed that it protects us and stores mm. until we have the mental capacity to actually walk through whatever it is. Um, I mean, it could be, like I said earlier, it could be stress. It could be something like me where all of a sudden within four months, five people died in my close circle and trying, like, I don't even know why I thought that I would be fine in you know, a couple months. It's take it. It'll be five years this May, and I'm just now starting to feel like I'm coming out of that hole. Yeah. So, if you're breathing, if you have any sort of interaction with other human beings, chances are something big has happened in your life, and that's in your body physically somewhere, and that can come up in a massage. So, just having the the framework to work through that is. Um, been really powerful. How do we get people to recognize that and seek it out? Because I feel like um, people tend to stuff emotions down or traumas mm -hmm. down so they can continue on with their daily life and they may not feel it's affecting them, but we know it is. So how do we kind of bring that to light and get people to recognize that they need? I think, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I really think it's about taking away the shame yes, and also honoring 
our own journeys because when somebody's having a hard time, we can't, we inherently automatically mirror that onto our own path and <clears throat> it triggers memories for ourselves. And when we start giving advice or how can I help or, you know, stuff like that, that really has nothing to do about the person that's actually trying to share with us. That has everything to do about us and wow. our discomfort with what we're hearing. It's, it's our own trigger. Mm -hmm. So being able to just to tell people, listen, I am, I am a facilitator. I am not your therapist. I did not go to school to get a master's in psychology. Um, I am a body worker and it is my job and my goal to help you move energy within your body and to help tissue become more mobile, more pliable, so you can feel more at home in your body. And I think the other part is helping people understand that in the neuroscience, they're finding that emotion we have always thought comes from our brain and it actually originates in the body as a physical sensation, which then our brainstem and our amygdala then label as safe or unsafe. And if it's safe, we tend to label it with love or comfort, joy, all that kind of stuff. Unsafe, it's a plethora of other adjectives. So um, being able to understand that what you're feeling isn't just this random cog in the machine that's not working right. It, it might be something spiritual. It might be something emotional. And no matter what, you're not broken. You're beautifully resilient and your body's actually trying to communicate that with you. And my whole goal is to help facilitate your return to your primal native language, which is touch. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, with my work, when I touch people in certain areas, I know that I'm going to get an emotional reaction and mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with that. Whereas you've been trained how to do that. So I, I love the fact that I can refer people to you to help work out some of those things. That's kind. I appreciate that. It's, I, I, I won't lie. It is probably the most profound and powerful work that I never expected to be able to be a part of. And it is, I'll do this for the rest of my life. I don't care if I only see one person a week, a day, uh, whatever, like this is what I will do. So tell me what a typical session looks like then for someone walking in the door. How do you prep them for this? Um, actually, I don't, I probably should do more prep work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to, again, not have too much of an agenda okay. because when you schedule the appointment and when you actually arrive at the appointment, you can be in two very different places. Um, so really I have one room. Um, this it's about 500 square foot bonus room that I work out of. And the rule in here is to be at home. So know that when you come here that I want you to feel safe and secure to do what feels best to you. So come in, kick off your shoes, toss your jacket on the floor, like 
whatever that might be. And then we just have a discussion and conversation about how you're feeling in that moment. I mean, I've had some moms that they're on their way here with their baby and their baby cried the entire ride here. And then they finally passed out when they got into the driveway and they come upstairs and they're just frazzled. And they're coming to me because they're looking specifically for help with their baby. And the, sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is just let mom rest and know that her baby is going to be cared for, for the time that you're here and you kind of get to be off duty. So it could be just as simple as taking a little nap in the chair Um, if you're coming for yourself, we're probably going to talk about, um, like how grounded do you feel in your body? And that's a communication, a conversation that we don't have with ourselves very often. Mm -hmm. Um, so those first couple sessions are all about talking about like, how do your feet feel? (laughs) And well, they feel fine. Well, what does fine feel like? Well, I don't, and then I never never fails to happen. I get the, I don't know. Yeah. So that's that first step through the door of, well, do you want to know what that feels like? Would that feel, would that feel safe to create a, an awareness around? And if the answer is no, then okay. Well, what part of your body doesn't feel safe to be aware of? And sometimes that conversation lasts an hour and we only do 30 minutes of actual hands-on body work or sometimes we talk for five minutes and you get right on the table and we get right after manipulating soft tissue so the whole goal is that I follow your lead I meet you where you are and it it doesn't have to be this big huge experience that can happen but it doesn't have to be, it can, it can be exactly, it needs to be exactly what you need in the moment. Yeah. And I think taking that approach in itself and just following their lead would decrease any anxiety that they may have just coming to a session. That is my hope. That is my hope. Cause normally <clears throat> you, you're coming to me because you've spoken to somebody, somebody's already been on my table. You have, kind of a vague idea of what it is that I do. Um, and you're at that point where you're, you're seeking, like you're seeking guidance. And if I, if the only thing you learn when you leave my office is that you can trust your own body felt sensations more like we've won. Yeah. You're a more, you're a more grounded human being going back out into the world. And that makes me do a happy dance. Yeah. That makes so much of a difference. Um, so how long is a session typically? Ideally your first session with me, we want to do two hours okay. simply because we want to make sure that we have enough time to really have the conversation that is needed. Um, it's not all two hours of actual hands-on body work. So we may talk for 30 minutes and you're on the table for, you know, 80. Um, I've had some sessions where I've had a client sit in the chair the whole time 
Well, I did Reiki and helped them feel grounded. So I like held their feet and helped give some compressions to their lower extremities. Um, and then after, after that initial session, it depends. You can do another two hour session. Every session going forward can be two hours. Um, but normally our goal is to get to some sort of a maintenance session. Um, when you have more conversation and verbiage already ingrained in our body, um, so that we can just kind of oscillate back through comfort, discomfort, um, quicker, okay. which will allow us to, um, move to the table a little bit faster. Okay. So what's, what's an ideal client? Is it just anyone or is there hmm. types of people, types of diagnoses? Um, well, when you take it down to the most basic layman's terms, this is trauma body work. Okay. Um, so people that are actively going through therapy, I've talked to a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists that say that this is, feels like a missing piece mm. um, because they, within their scope of practice, they're not allowed to actually physically touch their patients. Um, whereas I can, um, and I'm not here to give, like, I'm not here to therapy, give you therapy, but just to hold safe space and help you work on your tight shoulder is all of a sudden you're realizing you're anxious. Um, like that, that can be anybody, man, woman, child. Um, I think when it comes down to it, my, my ideal client is somebody who's just open and willing to have an honest conversation with another human and themselves. Yeah. Somebody who is really wanting to understand why they might feel um, out of balance and they're wanting to find a partner in helping facilitate that in their life again. Mm -hmm. So by the time somebody probably reaches out to you, they may have seen other professionals, many other professionals and not yeah. the answers they needed. Yeah. And that's actually, that's really my hope um, okay. because I really want to make sure that um, like we're all getting the help that we need. Mm -hmm. And one thing I have learned in the past 10 years is I cannot do everything for everybody and I'm not going to be a great fit for everybody um, because of just where we all are on our journey. And it really does take a village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who, what common practitioners do you refer back and forth to? Are there certain kind of go to um, Pete, not necessarily even people, but types of, uh, professionals that you tend to work closely with? I work with um, a lot of different chiropractors. Um, I do work with some specific uh, physical therapists. Um, I myself um, am obsessed with Amanda, who has been on your podcast. Yes. Um, Amanda Howard with Native Pilates. Just yeah, she does. Yes, she's amazing. Oh, she is amazing. Um, I really 
anything that's going to help somebody feel more physical and more grounded in their body. So I do a lot of, um, <laughs> to one client, I'm constantly telling him to do yoga and he, hey. <laughs> he oh, fights tooth and nail. <laughs> He needs it the most. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and he's a golfer and he's always concerned about his golf swing. So I'm like, dude, (laughs) downward dog. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, and always, and I think this is a whole other, you know, thread, but mental health in this country needs to be a basic right. Yeah. And, um, and I think we all benefit from actually seeing an unbiased um, licensed professional to help to help us make sense of what's going on in our minds. Yeah. And, and you know, that was my hope with the podcast, that people listening could hear the tone of the people that I interview, the passion behind the voice, so they could see, does this person mesh with me? Or is this what I'm looking for? Is this the unbiased view I want. I felt like getting a podcast together so people could just hear that and not just go online and see a beautifully formulated website or yeah. top pick for whatever profession, but really to feel the person that's on the other end and to see what they have to offer and, and how passionate people are about it. I, I And I, I, I think that is that is just the coolest thing. You're actually some, you're doing what I've been looking for in the community for a while. Good. And that's what I, what, and you know, I saw a need and I was, well, somebody approached me and said, Hey, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then the more they kept poking, the more I realized, you know, it's not about you. It's about the community. What does the community need? And, and getting the word out there. Nashville's huge. And growing every day. So getting the, the word biggest out small town ever. Crazy. So getting the word out there on who can help who and not just, you know, there's a ton of chiropractors out there, but finding the right person to help you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the need is. So I think you're right. You know, it, it, mental health is a basic right and finding someone who's unbiased and can help you with your specific needs. So, I mean, there's just no no words for how important that is right now in our society. Absolutely. Um, what did I leave out? Tell me um, anything that you want people to know. You've covered so much and, and it's really, it's deep what you do. So I think it's hard to just touch on in one small podcast, but what have I forgotten to ask you that you think is important for people to know? Um, I think, <clears throat> I think the one thing we haven't really, I mentioned it a little bit, but, um, my work with infants, yes, um, that is, I originally started working with, um, specifically because of like tongue tied babies Mm -hmm. and dealing with, um, breastfeeding issues and bonding and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I was a birth doula for many years and I am obsessed with babies, like from my earliest memory, if there was a baby in the room, I was trying to finagle a way to hold <laughs> that baby. Um, and I somehow made a career out of it. <laughs> um, so it originally just started with doing like cranial sacral therapy with helping with, you know, head shape and all that kind of stuff. 
but it has really morphed into um, helping them heal through birth and helping mom and baby heal through birth because I mean, it could be the most beautiful Zen birth on the planet. Like birth could be classified as trauma because yeah. it is a big event. Um, and no matter how much we try to plan for it, there's always something that happens that kind of throws us a curveball. Um, so helping, helping moms understand one that your baby's native language is touch and that is how they communicate and their primal language is their cry. Um, so when you hear moms talk about, well, that sounds like a hungry cry or that sounds like a, I'm tired cry. Um, you can actually whittle that down into reading their body language and how they respond to touch. Wow. Um, so having a baby, whether they were born vaginally or through cesarean, um, planned or otherwise, there is a level of tension that is held within their bodies. And if they don't know necessarily how to fully release that tension, it's going to make their jobs of eat, sleeping and pooping hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So helping one to show parents how literally limp and loosey goosey a baby can get, um, showing them how they can handle their babies, um, that they're, I mean, they're small, but they're pretty strong They are. and we don't have to use kid gloves on them all the time that we can actually dynamically engage in their body and help to facilitate support that you can through your touch basically hardwire into their brainstem and tell them through no sound whatsoever you're safe like i've got you and you have nothing to do but your job at hand um that's something i'm really passionate about and i want I like, I want to have a huge class where I can just show everybody because I feel, I feel like that is really important for us to start at birth to be able to know and have this conversation with ourselves of comfort and relaxation. Because let's be honest, mama needs some sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if baby won't sleep, we all know that mama's not going to sleep. Um, no matter how wonderful and helpful daddy is. Right. Um, so if I can help, if I can help show that and embody that, um, while, while working on their baby, I, that just makes me, that's what gets me up every morning, honestly. Well, and that builds confidence for that new mom too. Just understanding how to hold her baby or touch yeah. her. Yeah. Because it's not always innate. Sometimes we don't know. Right. Yeah. And for us as women too, I mean, this goes for men as well, but we are part of a Western medicine machine basically. And we we tend to give authority of our bodies over to other experts mm -hmm. um, from a very young age. And we 
set the seed of doubt of like, I can't do this. I need somebody else to do this. I'm not the person. And I mean, I can do lots of different things with babies. They can be passed out and I can roll them around and turn them and do all sorts of things and they never wake up. Um, and they're just super out. Whereas most parents I hear all the time is like, baby's asleep. Don't breathe. Don't move. Don't, oh my God, please don't ring the doorbell. Yeah. You know, helping, helping them learn how to just trust themselves because nobody's touch is better than mama. Oh, Nobody. Yeah. yeah. What good bonding for the two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, go back to the tongue tie issue. My third daughter had a pretty severe tongue and lip tie and we dealt through all of that from difficulty nursing. And mm. I wish I would have had you then. I mean, we ended up, um, getting a laser fix, which, um, I know there are mixed reviews on this, but it was honestly the best thing I could have done for my daughter and me at the time, but it's scary and it's hard and painful. So tell me kind of what you do in that realm. I, so I actually, um, I have a rare brain disease, which hopefully one day I will say, you know what, I don't have that anymore. I'm totally cured. Um, but I was working really closely with um, lactation and um, a pediatric dentist in town. And I realized I had a tongue tie. And because of my fascial makeup, I am super stretchy and super mobile. So I've compensated through it my whole life um, and never really had much of an issue. Um, I mean, I had chronic ear infections as a kid, sinus infections, all that kind of stuff, but never made the connection. Um, but once I started getting chronic migraines, I really started researching what, what could help facilitate relief. And, um, there was a story of a cardiologist in town. I think he was that was super fit, had done Ironman, um, races, but was still on blood pressure medication. And his theory was because he had a tongue tie and there was too much pressure on his carotid wow. that it was causing his blood pressure issues. So they released his tongue and he didn't need to be on medicines anymore. Holy cow. And so when I heard that, I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> um, so I started with doing OMT, which is oral facial myofunctional therapy. And there's a really awesome woman in town, um, OMT of Nashville. Okay. And she's really passionate about this and very, very effective. Um, but my symptoms were just too severe. So I stopped OMT and I just went ahead and got the release done. And the release literally took care of about 80% of my symptoms. And that was all while I was working, already working on babies. So I knew how it helped with babies. Um, I just didn't realize how much it would help as an adult. <laughs> um, so while I was, while I've been working on children, um, I was going through my Synergy Bodywork certification program and it really morphed into not so much wound care or stretching fascia of the mouth because I do intraoral work. Um, it came down to more 
just how are these children responding to touch and how can we better support them and help understand um, what might be going through their little brains as they're trying to get sustenance mm -hmm. and they don't know how to let go of their neck because they have to hold their neck in order to support themselves. And so it's, it's like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. And just to have spatial awareness and there's so much going through mom's body as she's trying to feed her baby, as you well know. Um, <clears throat> we just have to hold space for that and honor the fact that, yeah, this is really hard. This might be the actual literal hardest thing you've ever done. Um, I promise you that we will get through this and I'm here to get through this with you. You are not alone, but I'm also not going to be the person that you come to for me to say, do this, 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 and this. Okay. You have other providers to see for that. Mm -hmm. I'm here with, how are you now? How have you been in between our sessions? Your baby has grown. How can we help with that growth? Um, so really it's, it's changed from just being a tongue-tie focus and breastfeeding focus to an overall infant wellness, infant and mom wellness, really. Well, any mom who's ever done the stretches post-relief or revision, that's traumatic in itself to have to yes. move your baby's tongue and massage lips after they've been cut or a laser has, you know, been to that area. Yeah, it, it, it is. And to help... Again, I'm, I'm a total nerd, so if I can understand the why and the how, then it makes, it makes things a bit easier for me. Mm -hmm. But if I, can help, if I can help somebody just slow down, then you can do some of these stretches with minimal disruption from your baby or to your baby. I've done stretches on babies while they've slept. Um, I mean, it's hard and it takes practice, but it is possible. Um, and it's all about actually like tuning in to that fine touch within your fingertip. It's not a matter of just, well, I have to do this four times and I have to do this four times and okay, you're going to be screaming at me, but I'm going to do it. It's, oh, they're just trying to get it over with. Yeah. So if, if we're just trying to rush through yeah, and we're touching a wound that's already upset, um, like that's, yeah, that's, that's super hard for mm -hmm. everybody involved. So, and then there's other things that you need to do with tongue ties. Like I help babies find relaxation and comfort after having before and after having a release. Okay. Um, but I don't have the education or the scope to teach them how to functionally do that. You need an OT. You need somebody who teaches somebody how to do their job. Um, I can't get right into the nooks and crannies of their structure and help move joints and help give better alignment. You need a chiropractor for that. Um, it's in some babies respond better to certain modalities yeah. and I'm, I feel like I'm a connector. 
Like, if I can't help you, I will be, I will straight up tell you that because this is a sacred time and you don't need to be going to 10 million different appointments and spending a lot of money doing so. Right. Time is precious. So if your baby responds better to chiropractic, go see a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. If your baby does better with OT or just me or whatever that is, like I want to hold space for that and I want to meet you where that is. That's great. Yeah. And that's what we need just to support each other. Absolutely. Not, not one size fits all. You're exactly right. Um, so tell me, what do you think as far, I ask everybody this, um, what's the vibe of women's health in Nashville? Like, what are we doing really well? What could we do better? Um, I think we can support each other better mm-hmm. as providers. Um, and I, th- I, I honestly wish that, um, I mean, you're doing this right now. You're helping get us all out there. Um, it's in the baby phases, but yeah, I mean, Hey, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think, I think as a community here in Nashville, we're really, we're really all about empowering education. Mm -hmm. And when a woman knows, um, knows what works for her, and like that just makes her step into her power it helps her step into her power and that creates the village that we're all secretly or maybe not so secretly yearning for um i i think i think we're really good at at that at connecting connecting us with other providers Um, I just wish there was, I guess, more community, um, like face-to-face community. I, cause I thrive in that. I, I, I love to actually like meet and greet, but not actually be there to like sell myself. Like, Hey, come see me. And this, you know, which inherently is going to happen. But like you said earlier, people come to you because of you, the person, not, because you were able to afford this wonderful branding package and somebody created a website that's just stellar for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Just get, providers getting out there one-on-one, putting our face and our voice in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. Because most of the providers I talk to, it's not about making a sale. They genuinely want to help people. That's amazing. You yeah. Know, I love that. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to the providers that I've worked with um, are so ridiculously smart and yeah. well-versed in what it is they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, it just blows my mind the wealth of, um, people that are just in this town. It's I'm from Southern California. And I I forget that that is still a bigger city than this, because I feel like even though we're in the South and we're in this little itty bitty town that's booming, it feels huge because of the quality of services you can receive here. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 
I, I had no idea. I moved here from Charleston, which isn't a big town either, but you kind of think of a lot of medical schools and things there. And when yeah. I, moved, I was really surprised at the amount of providers, even, you know, my profession is a pelvic floor PT. A lot of places don't, and I've said this before, a lot of places don't have one pelvic floor PT. We have numerous of them here. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing until I moved to Nashville. <laughs> Oh, and we're everywhere, which is awesome. So awesome. But yeah, like we, the expertise here is great. And it's fun to network with other professionals and, and you can learn from every single one of them, even if they're in your exact field. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. I got two more questions. Number one is how can people reach you? And I'll put this in the show notes, but just go ahead and say it so people will know. So best way is um, on my website, KimberlyPayneLMT.com. Um, they can schedule from there. They can email me. Um, I, you, I mean, you're more than welcome to text me. I may not respond right away, um, just simply because I try to limit my screen time. Um, but yeah, find me on Facebook. But it's I try to be as super accessible as possible. Awesome. And if you go to your Instagram, you see pictures of your adorable dogs. So that's Oh yes. <laughs> my my crazy my crazy pack of Dobermans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. What are your final words of wisdom for our audience? Oh <laughs> package it right here. Right? How do we how do we nail this one down? Um <laughs> excuse me. Um, huh. that voice and that feeling that you have had somewhere in your body for may maybe years is your truest self asking for help. It's asking to be heard. And my hope and my goal is to be able to provide a safe space for you to be quiet enough to listen. That's gold. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for sharing all your wisdom, everything that you do. People, please reach out to this woman. Yes, She's please. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much, Amy. You're the best. I really appreciate this. You are so welcome. If anybody needs to reach her again, that and I'll put it in the show notes, but, nah, show notes, but it's Kimberly Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, L-M-T.com. And I love that you can schedule on your website too. But All right. Hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you next week. Yay.